0: The books that the world calls immoral are books that show the world its own shame.
1: Welcome back to our podcast. That was Kayla. I'm Brandy. And we're two bitches reading books. Woo! (laughs) I love that quote. I feel like it's so topical. We were just talking about this and oh my gosh. It's
0: true. It's true. It is. It is. Especially because I won't go too far into a tangent but there was a book about the Holocaust that was just banned during Holocaust Remembrance Day in one of the southern states, and so it was just... Yep, I remember that. I was just reading about that, too. We'll definitely be able to learn about things
1: that we can't read about, for sure, that will make us all more empathetic human beings, not knowing about all the bad stuff that happened to other people, right? Right, you know, that's not going to work. (laughs) If you just pretend it didn't happen, it didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, right, nobody will ever do terrible stuff like that again. (laughs) <laughs> this is why we do not
0: teach children in schools. <laughs> no, just our own children, my yeah. own children, my child. Just the one. <laughs> Before we get started, Brandy, I do want to say today is your birthday. Even oh my gosh. People are going to be listening to this on Friday. I'm they can 33.
1: Still so happy belated birthday. Yes. Well, thank you very much. It is my birthday. Um, I have nothing else to say about that. I've aged 33 years. Yay. I'm probably going to do another 60, so I don't know. still celebrate at this point. I'm not super looking forward to all of the future, so whatever. We're here. It's my birthday. My hair looks good. I dyed it yesterday, so I feel pretty good.
0: Good, good. I just pulled a gray hair out of my head, so. I just feel like if you color your
1: hair right before your birthday, then it's like, did I even age? I went to sleep 32 and woke up, what, 32.1?
0: Yeah. So, life hack. There you go. It's
1: just some free advice from me to you.
0: I love it. I'm going to start using it all right should we get into this
1: bitch yes oh my gosh I feel like we did not read as much this time as last time but it felt like more somehow
0: (laughs) it was heavier it was very heavy and I feel like the time jumps like it didn't do a time jump but like it kind of did a time jump as like she grew up so much fun playful childhood Kaya is gone probably say that she really didn't have a fun playful childhood
1: either oh my gosh I know There was just so many mixed emotions. I swear, like, every single chapter, like, something good would happen, and then, like, immediately something ten times worse would happen, and I'm
0: just like, well, I'm not
1: going to be happy then, because I immediately feel sad after, so I'm just going to
0: stay level. I know. I'm excited to finish the book to see how it goes. So, chapter 22. On that first page of chapter 22, which would be 149, I wrote slur, and I think it's because they call her the Marsh Girl. Ugh. That is a slur.
1: I agree. My first note from the reading
0: is, after all this, all these
1: years, they're still friends. The group of girls, that's crazy.
0: That's what I wrote too. I said, young adults, chase question mark, tall, skinny, blonde, still friends. Right? Like, have you
1: ever seen a group of girls be friends from like elementary school through junior high and high school?
0: Uh, None no. of them was
1: caddy. They didn't have to vote anyone out.
0: I mean, they probably were all
1: caddy, but... They've all just been trained really well to ignore when each other gossips behind each other's back, because I'm, just, I'm yes. sure their mothers raised them to do that. Yes. Southern hospitality.
0: Yeah, and then also what I thought was crazy about this one was Mabel looked at those girls and looked at Kaya and told her, you need some girlfriends, hun, because ah. they're forever.
1: Yes, it's true.
0: Yeah, and I, then I really like this one. A, a clutch of women's, the most tender, most tough place on earth.
1: My favorite quote from this part was, their squeals made her silence louder. Oh. She just really has a way of making you understand that Kaya is so lonely. Yeah. So we just jump right in, like, Second page of chapter 22. This motherfucker is such a sly little fucker because what does he do? (laughs) He makes eye contact with her but doesn't let anybody else know that he saw her. So she feels comfortable. He knows exactly how to make her feel comfortable and I worry about that. Why does he know how to put you at ease, ma'am? Run, run, Kaya. I would text you red flags if you had a cell phone right now. But it's 1965 and that shit ain't invented yet. He is Kanye West before Kanye West is Kanye West. Oh, my gosh. He's about to put on a fashion show for you in Paris or where the fuck ever.
0: Run, (laughs) Kaya. (laughs) Don't let him Instagram yell at you. No, you don't want any of that
1: toxic, bipolar, what the fuck ever on Twitter. No. My goodness. But Uh, he had noticed her. He held her eyes. Her breath froze as heat flowed through her. I wrote, this girl needs to get laid, and I'm so fucking sad that Chase could tell, too. (laughs) You know, there's always one of those guys that can tell and is like, I see you. I won't tell anyone.
0: Yeah, and then that kind of made me, that made me think that he's, like, more like Zac Efron. So now when I read it, I imagine Zac Efron as Chase, and I'm really upset because (gasps) Zac Efron is so attractive.
1: And he's gonna be a dad in his next movie. Oh, fuck. That's, you're giving me a lot of complicated emotions right
0: now. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh I know. my gosh. I also like that she's back talking to Jumpin' because there was a time where after Tate, she just stopped talking to everybody yes page 152 she's changing because she's being more talkative and Jumpin is noticing it and so i mm-hmm. wrote noticing changes yep
1: she's going after these social interactions now after chase and you can see that all through all the freaking chapters that we read my note on page 153 is chase has the charisma doesn't he i hate it <laughs> he's so bold he just walks up to her and taps her on the fucking shoulder and is like hey I want to take you for a picnic on Sunday. Let's do that. And just stares at her until she says yes. Oh,
0: I hate him. I wrote it newspapers. So hot,
1: but whatever. <laughs> newspapers. What happened in the news? Oh yes, that's why I said I'm so glad she knows how to read because she's now she's picking up newspapers and she's like reading current events. And I just imagine that she is so much more interesting to talk to than anybody else. She knows shit about biology and like uh, the atmosphere. What what is that? Astronomy. Current events.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's also like a four – what did you – whatever big word you said, like on the first or second episode, about what's to come later on. Oh, foreshadowing. Yes, for a sure. foreshadow of what's She to picks come. up a newspaper
1: every day. She's going to see something in there that she doesn't want to see.
0: What is that? Ooh, this is a tease. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> we know, and <when> it's terrible. <laughs> and then on page 154, Tate comes back, and I wrote, fuck you, Tate,
0: bitch. I'm pretty sure – well, okay, so it was a poem that she was reading, and I said it, still thinking of Tate, and then I wrote (laughs) on 156, I said, Asshole!
1: We just find out that he did come back on Fourth of July weekend.
0: And he explains why he left. He didn't think he could turn a Marsh girl into a human – I mean, she's a human being, but, like, into a human being in a way. He needed her to be less of a Marsh girl and more of a doctor's wife, if you will
1: hmm She can do everything. How dare he, like, doubt that when he's literally seen her do everything.
0: Also, he just watched her the whole time. The four years that he was gone, he watched her. He Like go a creeper. And, watch
1: her. and she knew it, too. She knew he was around. Chase sneaks up on her, too, later. I don't like that. They probably feel so powerful when they're lurking around Kaya, and she can't tell they're around. That's creepy. That's gross, and you shouldn't do that. That's yeah. like looking through someone's phone while they're in the shower.
0: Yeah. It's weird. So So chapter
1: 23 is the shell. We're still in 1965. We don't ever go back anytime before 1965
0: in part two. I wrote in here, I can relate about being anxious and having anxiety because they write in here that thoughts of the picnic date with Chase the next day unraveled every sentence. So to me, that's, she's anxious for it.
1: Oh my gosh. I would be pooping my (laughs) pants. Every five seconds, I would be so nervous. Has she ever been on a picnic date where a boy picks her up and takes her to a secondary location for the purpose of a date?
0: (sighs) God, I don't even want to get into this chapter because it pisses me off so bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be awful. There's going to be some awful ones.
0: Let's just, like, establish
1: right now that every single thing that Chase does is literally just to have sex with her nothing else. Like, he comes over, he hangs out with her for whatever time to get in her pants, and then just comes over once a week to get his weekly lay. So. And you know,
0: like, the entire time I was reading this, I was, like, trying to get it out of my head that I already, like, I came in with a preconceived notion that I did not, like, chase, right? Right. And so I w- when I first started reading, I was like, oh, The Picnic. And then I was like, I stopped myself. And I'm like, am I being judgmental because I know that I don't like him already? Am I giving him a fair chance? No, that motherfucker deserves every bit of hate given to him. Yeah, I'm like, why are we going
1: to a secondary location? Why do you have to take her off her balance? This is some slick shit. I don't
0: trust slick.
1: Where'd you learn those moves?
0: No. And We're also, right about him. We are. We are. Okay, so she like has a sexual thought about him at the end of 159. And she says that no one looked at her the way Chase did, not even Tate. So Chase even has those eyes. I feel like Zach Efron has those eyes. Gosh dang it.
1: <laughs> He's the Tom Turkey, they say. The Tom Turkey of the town. How could you not fall for that? And he's looking at her like nobody's ever looked at her before. On page 158, before they even get to locking eyes or playing sweet, sweet harmonica music, which sounds annoying <laughs> as fuck to me, but <laughs> she says she like touched his hand or something. And it said, touching someone means you're giving away a piece of yourself that you don't give back. And oh my
0: god, I wrote that down. Yes!
1: Like, she's already giving something away, and this motherfucker keeps trying to take. She offered you a snack,
0: not the whole kitchen. Exactly. She she already,
1: like, she's not on her normal place. He's taken her to some other peninsula. She's already feeling like she's giving him too
0: much. And he's just like, take, 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 take. I can imagine how terrifying it is for her to be taken somewhere where she has no idea, doesn't know any of her surroundings, Like, at least, like, in the marsh, she knows certain landmarks to be able to get home. This, she doesn't know. Right. I wrote a note in here, page 159, while they're talking and walking,
1: they're not holding hands because she doesn't like to touch that much. She's worried that she's also a piece of beach art, a curiosity to be turned over in his hands and then tossed back onto the sand. And I wrote, she's so aware, and that's exactly fucking right. She is a piece of beach art to him.
0: She is. And I'm wondering... And I'm wondering, and it might get answered later on, do you think that she hooked up with Chase as a way of saying, like, I'm able to get who I want in a way, if
1: that makes sense? Probably. I think it was some of that. I think it was a lot of things like that. And she was just lonely and like, Jesus Christ, she's 19. Yeah do you remember
0: being 19?
1: There are hormones. There
0: are hormones. I I remember when I was 19, anyone could say what they wanted to me. I'd be like, what? You like me? And I'm like sitting
1: here as a 33 year old thinking all of Chase's lines are so lame, but also thinking if I was like 20, I'd be like, Ooh, Chase, talk Mm -hmm. dirty to me. You know, like, I think it was a lot of like, well, Tate loved me, so I might as well. And being lonely and hormones and Chase is smooth and that's hard to say no to.
0: He is. And then he plays Shenandoah for her.
1: Oh, yeah. The Tom Turkey
0: and his harmonica.
1: Fucking idiot. In this chapter, he picks up a shell and gives her a shell.
0: And then right after
1: she has a soda pop, her first soda pop. And I just feel like he's handing her a shell. He's giving her soda pop. He took her on this picnic. He thinks she's going to give up. He's done this a million times on the next page. He, like, starts kissing her, going to first base, touching her boobies
0: and holding her down. It happens really fast. I'm pretty sure I put in here, rapist. This is so many rape vibes, right? I hate it. I also wrote down that he's an idiot because he said something and then Kaya like went into the specifics of like a shell or the marsh or something. And he goes, yeah, I don't know about that. So he's trying to make her feel stupid. Yes. Because he thinks that he can just get an easy lay. That's exactly what he did. He
1: probably doesn't know about that. Back
0: on the rape vibes though, she's trying to get
1: away and he says, easy, easy. It's okay. Uh, just a PSA. If you have to tell someone it's okay, stop what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is not consent. That is not a fuck yes. So it's a no. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You, your little it's okay does not make rape better. <laughs> but luckily he's not actually trying to rape her here and he stops. <laughs> this, this one, this, this one time
0: she doesn't have to force him to stop fucking dick that that's going to be what i say most of this podcast because it's mostly about chase these two chapters i imagine
1: so many entitled high school quarterbacks have these rape vibes just that entitlement to me bleeds right into rapiness she is super aware though she is talking about how jody told her sex is just people rubbing their bottoms together <laughs> and she says it seems like it's a lot more, and she thinks she's a- worth a lot more than just bottom rubbing.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you are, Kaya. She's always been aware. There's some more notes. I keep wanting to jump ahead of my notes, but like I remember I wrote them as I read for a reason,
1: so I can't do that. I keep doing that too.
0: Here in a couple chapters, I would be running to Tate. I would be like, <laughs> I will give up the marsh.
1: Chapter 24 The Fire Tower. Still in 1965.
0: I don't know about you, but I kind of really liked that for a while it stayed in 1965, so it could build up the story more. Yeah.
1: I mean, we had to dedicate some chapters to the short, short relationship with Chase, right? So we could get our hearts broken too, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be so bad if we were like, they had a bad date. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're at the fire tower four years before it's a crime scene, and this is when she gives him the necklace that she made.
0: Yes. And this is where he was walking with Always Wears Pearls. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. The first time. He went on a picnic with Always Wears Pearls after trying to rape Kaya.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure he did literally every time he saw Kaya, whether it was consensual or not. That's what I believe. So right at the beginning of chapter 24, she's, uh, like, going out to sea in her little boat because she hadn't seen Chase, and i assuming she's just, like, having those crazy thoughts like, what's he doing? Where is he? Who's he with? Like, why hasn't he contacted me? She's, like, steering her boat out into ocean, and, like, she never does this, and she's admitting that it's illogical. And I wrote, narcissists men will have you doing some dumbass shit, won't they? <laughs> but even though she's having all these crazy emotions because chase hasn't come to see her she still made him a necklace didn't she
0: she did because she's really wanting to have a relationship with somebody and i don't even think she's wanting to have like a romantic relationship i think she's just tired of being alone
1: right and unfortunately right now the only relationships that present themselves are romantic-ish and that's what she has to work with unfortunately So she's out here like doing all this self-destructive shit in the ocean and then finds Chase with always wears pearls and a cooler and some fishing rods, obviously on a pretty similar date to the one she had with him 10 days before.
0: God, And I bet you always wears pearls would be the one that if Chase broke up with her, she'd probably be like, I bet he's doing the same thing with you that he did with me and be mean to the new girl. Oh, yeah, she totally
1: would. She totally would. And then the second they broke up, she'd be begging for him back, too. Because, you know, yes. that, they always flip the switch.
0: And driving by his house nonstop. Oh, yeah, driving by both their houses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to see where
1: they are. Chase is so bold, though. He's on a date. Kaya catches his, him on a date. He sends the girl off, always wears pearls. We know her name is Pearl from a later chapter. And asks Kaya to go to the fire tower with him. And I wrote Fire Tower. Sounds like Rape Tower to me. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't try anything there,
0: but just saying, it would be a fair assumption. I just wrote the scene of the crime. Yep.
1: Yeah, four years before. But
0: this is actually pretty sweet. Yeah, because he kind of lured her there by telling her, like, you can see all of the marsh. Mm -hmm. A bird's eye view of the marsh.
1: Yeah, and... Obviously, every single thing that he does is just to get in her pants, so he has just figured out what she cares about so he can show it to her and make her fall in love with him. But still, this is a nice moment for her. She'd never seen this.
0: And she ends up liking it a lot, from what I recall. Even in the book, she's talking about wanting to kiss him to feel his strength against her.
1: Oh, yeah. Oof, I bet he is hot, Kaya. I mean, I sometimes bet self-destruction feels good, not gonna lie. That and is chase true. is definitely a self-destructive decision.
0: Well, if you look like Zach Efron, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, he could Kanye West me any day.
1: Right. I mean, I might take a little online abuse too. Whatever. <laughs> I'd hire some extra security though, motherfucker hiding outside of people's houses by like a bush. <laughs> no thank you. That was when they were together too? Oh man, yeah. no thank you. <laughs> oh man. I really liked this scene of her looking over the marsh, because the way she talks about it, it's like her friend. She calls it her friend, and it
0: is her friend. It is, and I like that there were two hawks just near her, too, soaring at eye level.
1: I mean, they probably know who she is. Birds are really smart. They are. I think all animals are really smart, and we just don't know it because we're dumb humans, and we think if animals don't do human stuff, then they're dumb, but not true.
0: That's how I feel, and- it was a hawk, and wasn't was it a hawk that was at her door after the whole Tate thing? A Cooper's like, hawk. Yeah, checking on her. Yep.
1: Then she goes and sees her friend, the Marsh, with Chase, and this is where she gives him the necklace that she made, and
0: he even puts it on. And he doesn't take it off.
1: Yeah, he says, "Of course I'll wear it. Nothing trite, like I'll wear it forever till the day I die." And then he's just like, "Take me to
0: your house." Oh, my God. This is a tactic, I think. (laughs) Just
1: everything he does is just so aggressive. And in my opinion, when men are aggressive like that, it's a tactic to throw you off, like, off balance so they can take advantage of you when you're vulnerable and you aren't comfortable in the situation. But anyways, maybe I'm reading too much into it and maybe he's kind of a rapist.
0: Uh, No, I think you are correct. And I also, like, we learn in later chapters that he does tell some of his friends. She's a March. (sighs) Yeah, so I'm wondering if he like talks to them about like like if he like makes fun of her.
1: I feel like he does. I feel like every time he goes out there, he goes back to his friends. I bet he's been telling them that they've been banging since the first time they went out. He's like, "Yeah, I gave that bitch a soda pop and she blew me on the beach."
0: Oh, I believe it. Ugh,
1: God, I want to fight him. I want to punch him in his perfect fucking nose.
0: Anyway. And then he starts to ask her personal questions. So it's the comment, oh, let me pretend like I care about you. Yes. Oh, you live by yourself with no parents telling you what to do. Yeah, right. So stupid. And she
1: obviously really wants friends. She really wants human companionship because she's like, I haven't let anybody in my house since Tate, but like this is the first time anybody else has asked. So yeah, I'll do it. I feel like this situation with Chase is why she decides to spend the first money that she really earns making her house more comfortable on the inside because she still sleeps outside you know yeah that's what I I think think it's just in case she gets an opportunity to have somebody come in she can have somewhere nice for them to sit and have something nice to offer them
0: Mm -hmm. and then look he even still tries to have sex with her right here
1: every single fucking time
0: I oh man
1: I wrote on there like this scene is so sweet and every time something sweet happens he ruins it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she even she even knows because she's like, What do you want with me? Just tell me the truth. I he lies. I want to be
1: with you. Let's
0: just get to know each other.
1: Fucking yeah. idiot. From the inside, he means Kaya. That's a line. Yeah. I didn't take very many notes on this, except that it was sweet and he ruins everything because like <sighs> ah ah This is more foreshadowing. Once you're in your 30s, you start to recognize this type of behavior.
0: Yep. I will say the last sentence got me at the end of this chapter, because I didn't take a lot of notes in this chapter either. The first hope in her heart since Tate left.
1: Yes. (sighs) I remember reading that and just feeling so sad because, like, I wonder if this one will hurt her more than Tate. Because... She knows what's fucking coming in the back of her head, but she's still allowing it. And somehow, like, betraying yourself hurts worse than, like, having somebody else betray you, but...
0: Yes. Ugh, I feel yeah. like that is
1: the worst kind of pain. But <gasps> she needs to have hope. I'm I'm happy that she has hope because, you know what, I wonder if she wasn't so confident from her relationship with Chase, if she'd be able to, like tell tate all the things she was thinking when he pulls up to her beach uninvited you know
0: that is a good that is maybe this question.
1: confidence is gonna be what helps her do all the shit that she does because she does some awesome shit
0: she really the does the next
1: few chapters
0: and i'm really excited to get into that and to talk about the amazing young woman that she is growing to be but before that happens, we get to talk about chapter
1: 25, A Visit from Patty Love. And I immediately cringe every time I read Patty Love. Did you watch Big Little Lies?
0: Yes, I did. Oh my
1: gosh. Perry's Mom, Mary Louise. Every time I read Patty Love, I think of Mary Louise. And oh my gosh. Meryl Streep is such a good actress because I hated mary louise is that
0: her name am i even remembering yeah it no you got it correct you got it correct. i feel like
1: every single mother who raises a son who is like this thinks he shits bricks of gold and would never do anything wrong and meanwhile they're covering up all of his
0: crimes like yes i'm sure she was also probably one of those women don't need to tell you yes she's probably more like no woman would ever say no to you
1: yeah, not my beautiful gold brick shitting son, not him.
0: So this is kind of in the past chapters, but Chase didn't go to college. He ended up staying home to help his dad with the business, and I think it's just because he's too stupid. Right, it would be a waste of money
1: to send him to college. He doesn't know yes. shit except three harmonica songs and fucking bitches, and only, not only one good those at is it. Is going to last him until retirement or death? Death. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay so in this one, dying it's just so funny now because he's <laughs> such a bitch he really it was, is it was satisfying i thought before because i suspected he was going to be a dick but he's also kind of a rapist and i'm sure the shit he pulls with kaya is shit he pulls with everybody
0: oh yeah oh yeah this was at a point in time where women were basically told to shut their mouths
1: yeah so patty love goes to the sheriff's station after the Death to give the sheriff's a clue, and I thought it was very interesting that she literally tells like the investigators this might be a clue. Why do you think it's a clue, Patty? I'm suspicious of you. Mhm. She's in there talking about how that wench gave him this necklace, and he never
0: takes it off. Sounds like she's jealous. Mhm. Oh my gosh! I think this one made me like laugh out loud. Well, first I was like, that's disgusting. Because the sheriff says, oh, you're talking about the Marsh girl. And Joe's like, you've seen her lately? She's not a girl anymore. Probably mid-20s. Real looker. <laughs> I, probably- <laughs> I have a
1: comment about that, too. It says, Joe, that's not helpful right now. <laughs> Like, why would you tell, why would you say that in front of the grieving mother, regardless of the fact that I think she's trying to frame Kaya right now? But like, Joe, shut up. Oh, that's a good, that's a good theory. (laughs) Oh, my, I have written down right here. What do you think happened to the necklace? Because I want to tell you my theory about the necklace. Okay.
0: Okay. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. So I didn't really write anything down. Oh, wait. 172. How many Marsh Girls are there? Because the way that the sheriff and the deputy are talking, it's like there's like a million Marsh Girls.
1: I feel like they're purposely being vague and like trying to force Patty to use her name.
0: I think so, too, because Patty's like, I don't know who she is. She just I, I don't know, know her told- name,
1: or if she even has one. Your muscles. son has been
0: having sex with this woman for
1: years you know her name I'm sure your gold brick shitting son isn't just laying with some like nameless woman who doesn't speak English like no and if you (laughs) think that he is don't you assume that he's a rapist (laughs) like come on lady (laughs) no she just thinks she's really stupid yeah oh man it's so funny because Kaya's smarter than literally all of these people combined and it's so funny. And, like, if she ever actually spoke out loud to any of them, they would probably be floored
0: they to hear would her speak. bricks. Yes,
1: <laughs> of not gold, because that's not
0: humanly possible.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so now this is, like, the second clue that they get, or second, what would you say? Da-da-da-da. This is, like, their second
1: piece of evidence. Yes. Like, yes. The, the fibers, and then the necklace is missing, which is kind of evidence, because it's a lack of something, I guess. But they take it seriously, and then now they want to go talk to her, and they both admit that they're probably not going to be able to track her down.
0: At the bottom of page 173 and 174, I think it's Ed, goes it seems like mm. there's something in every murder case that doesn't make sense. People mess up. Maybe she was shocked and furious that he still wore the necklace, which could make sense, and then I was also wondering because Kaya is so into biology and stuff and like she talks about female insects and female animals killing their mates if Kaya knows that murder is wrong not saying that she is the murderer but like I'm just wondering in, in general.
1: Oh, you think maybe she might think that justified murder is Meh. Yes. That's a good that's a good call. Whole different definition of the term man-eater
0: hmm because <laughs> because I mean she reads biology books like she's very intelligent but she doesn't read law books you're how right you suppo- how are you supposed to learn the law or how are you supposed to know what the rules are or laws are or regulations if you aren't reading about them or if you don't have the news or what whatever to tell you
1: now that you bring up the law books I bet while she's in jail she does read some law books because mm. you know Oh, like way far ahead in this last chapter that we read, she was in jail for two months before her trial. Mhm. So she was reading something, I'm sure, unless they had her in like the hole, which I hope I mean, they don't even have a hole there.
0: You probably don't even think that uh she can read.
1: I really love that it's Joe who says that women are another kind of drug. Like a page after he calls her hot, he sounds like a <laughs> whore too. He's probably Chase's buddy
0: i know and then oh my gosh 175 made me lol that's what it was potheads damn potheads the damn potheads <laughs> i just want you to moon know moonshiners kept their clothes on That's like <laughs> moonshiners still take their clothes off that's a
1: notorious <laughs> drunk thing to do <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously they've never done either but like as a as a self-proclaimed
1: pothead myself. I'm not running anywhere if the police show up. I'm tired. (laughs) Just give me my ticket.
0: Gosh dang it. Move along. And you know what? Don't shame being naked until you're naked and high because that's a completely different feeling, okay? Right. Also, if you're
1: drinking some bathtub moonshine, you probably need to be naked. You're probably hot. You are poisoned. (laughs) That stuff is strong. You're about to die. Oh man. So we end chapter 25 with a sheriff's department pretty much thinking that they have a good case against kaya with the necklace the mom her knowing how to cover up tracks they just need to get into her house and look for a red hat and talk to her
0: but can they find her that's gonna take some work
1: so i feel like this is a good time to ask you what do you
0: think happened to her necklace we don't find out in the end of our reading we don't so i know that they searched the house and they don't find it so if kaya does have it is could she be wearing it So that's one thing. Or Mm -hmm. your theory, if the mom killed her son because her son's not being cooperative, then maybe she took it as a way to remember him. And then maybe she told Jody or Tate about the necklace and maybe Tate took it because he's like, this should have been mine. You don't treat her right. Or maybe his dad.
1: Interesting. When I first read that the necklace was missing, And the mom thought that he was wearing it that day. My first gut response was Kaya snatched that shit back after she found out he was married, but she already knew he was married. (laughs) But you know what? I don't even, I don't think the mom killed him. I think that the mom may have found his body because she was trying to go find him in in the middle of the night and then decided to frame Kaya. Oh, I still think that Tate or Jody killed Chase. And I still think that Kaya was there. And I think they fled the scene. I think the mom or, like, somebody came to cover it up because we know the fishermen saw somebody out there and we know it wasn't Kaya. So I feel like the mom is trying to frame Kaya for some reason, but she doesn't actually know what happened either,
0: in my opinion. I'm really wondering, like, what if it's just Chase was drunk and he fell off and then the kids, the little kids that found him took the necklace? Ooh, Interesting. Maybe they did. They said it was pretty
1: snug, so it would be difficult to get it off, so they'd have to mess with his body. Because it has to slide over his head, and it just fits over his head. The necklace is very interesting. And when we find it, I feel like we're going to know a lot more about the murder.
0: I feel like that, too. Okay, so chapter 26, The Boat Ashore. Back in 1965, Chase is running his game. On 177, I laugh at his stupidity. But I also put uh, giving away another piece of herself because what do they do that she gives away? I read, this, mm. like, I read this as soon as we stopped recording the last one so it's not as fresh in my mind. Yeah, I wrote the thing about giving away a piece as well. She's talking
1: about laughing for his y- sake. Okay. That, she- that's why I put
0: laughs at his stupidity.
1: Yeah. So he's um, talking about how grass doesn't have flowers, but she says every single grass blade is individual and unique. See? And he says, what are you gonna do with all this stuff? And she's telling him she wants to learn about the marsh. And he says, all you need to know is when the fish bite. And I can tell you that. I mean, except you're not going to chase you of no intent of telling her that every single day until both of you die. So fuck off. <laughs> and then she says, <laughs> she laughed for his sake, something she'd never done giving away another piece of herself just to have someone else. And I wrote here, that's what friendship kind of is, is giving a piece of yourself, knowing you're not going to give it back and just hoping somebody will give you a piece of themselves when they have
0: a piece to give. That's what it is. And now I'm crying.
1: No. I'm crying.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you pack tissues because it's going to get worse. <laughs> because that is just like a, a, an accurate depiction of friendship, of relationships. Yeah. That you are just giving- any human interaction. And it's just, like, sometimes you don't realize how meaningful words are. Right. And I would like to take this moment to
1: say that men don't understand how fucking taxing it is when we laugh at their shitty jokes. Exactly. They should appreciate us more when we smile at them when we don't have to.
0: Exactly. And maybe they should laugh at our stupid jokes when we tell them since we do it all the time.
1: And maybe don't say, you should smile because my face is tired, bitch.
0: Yeah, you're not paying for my Botox. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That causes wrinkles. If I have a resting bitch face, no wrinkles.
1: Thank you. Move along.
0: (laughs) And so this chapter, she sees Tate again. What is Tate wearing when she sees him? Did you notice? Oh, there's a bug on my book. No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you been reading your book in the marsh or what? You better snap that buddy up and catalog
0: it. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I flicked it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Oh so gosh. Are, are you going to survive? Is it, is it okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. So Tay is wearing high top waiters, which is what, wasn't that what he was wearing the first time she
1: saw him? Yes. But he's also wearing a red cap. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> i know <laughs> i know i know right they mentioned the red cap one more time in the chapters that we read and he, he it's on tate's head and it why says on I write here that down i have no idea because you were probably thinking about kaya's feelings and i was like who the fuck killed chase <laughs> so we're just reading from different angles
0: yeah we are that's why it's um, so perfect that we're coming together right exactly so it also says on
1: here that his hair is stuffed under another red cap. So it sounds like red caps are like Tate's thing.
0: Oh, my God. Red anyway, verse. clue, clue. Take that, Patty Love.
1: I'm better at finding clues than you. This is a real <laughs> clue that exists. We don't need Dora the Explorer. No, thank you. <laughs> but she does see Tate, and um, I feel like they don't talk right this time, do they?
0: No, because
1: she sees him, like,
0: studying,
1: Yeah, and she says, thinking that every girl probably remembers her first love. And I wrote, my first love was kind of trash, too, Kaya. (laughs) Oh, man. She is so aware. And I just wonder how long it took her to be able to look at him and just be like, man, I love that golden-haired beauty one time, and then move the fuck along, because I'd throw rocks at him. (laughs) She does, actually. (laughs) Never mind, she does.
0: (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) But, like, it would be funnier if she did it from afar. But, okay. I mean, at at least she has the gall, the audacity to throw it at him face on, too. Much respect. Right, exactly. She sees Chase the next day. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what it means to kiss like a man. (laughs) I wrote in capital letters, like a man. That's so funny. Um like a
1: rapist? That's what I was just going to say. (laughs) I I assume aggressively, I assume there's tongues where you don't really want the tongues. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I did love that line though, like a man. If she's enjoying it though, it's probably hot and not rapey. So he's probably like touching the back of her neck and like holding her tightly with his hot, taunt body. (laughs) I'm going to write a sex scene next.
0: (laughs) But oh, I can't wait to get into these sex scenes because I got a lot to say. Yeah, exactly. But I liked on this part that he asked if
1: he could kiss her, yeah. and she said yes. That's consent. In and case so, anyone was wondering, uh,
0: yeah, that is consent. And that that was, that was at the time where I was like, "Am I not giving Chase a fair chance?" <laughs> I was starting to wonder it too because, like, he is
1: coming around, and she is feeling confident because of him.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's not
1: because of him. It's because of how. She's acting towards him it's it has nothing to do with him has everything to do with her she knows what she wants and she's acting like a woman who knows what she wants. So that's what I think we're falling in love with is Kaya getting what she wants and chase being a throwaway piece of trash.
0: That's what I'm thinking. And then we also kind of see from Tate's point of view, Tate's perspective in this chapter. He comes home from graduate school. Uh, he sees her and he's starting to realize, like, oh, I could marry Kaya. Mm-hmm. Like, this could be my life. And I like in there where he kind of has like a self awakening moment about her and Chase. And he says, who am I to say anything? I didn't treat her any better. I broke a promise. I didn't even have the guts to break up with her. So he's starting to grow as a man, too. Yes, that's exactly what I said right after I wrote whore,
1: underlined, 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 because he said there were plenty of distractions at his college. I
0: just acted like he wasn't sleeping with anyone, okay?
1: (laughs) He was, though. He's beautiful. They were sleeping (laughs) with him. We'll say that. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like that too. And I feel like Kaya needs somebody who's self-aware because let's be honest, in my opinion, self-awareness equals manliness, not how good you kiss or how well you speak. Mm -hmm. It's how aware you are of how your actions affect other people and being a coward Tate affected Kaya, the love of your life. It affected her life badly, but I like it. He wants to marry her. And, like, he's talking about that in the chapter. Like, legit marry her. Yeah. Yes. He's talking about how there was going to be a federal lab built in sea oaks, and then he'd be able to work there, and then he'd be able to live close enough to the marsh where Kaya is, so she could live there, marry Kaya if she would
0: have him. And I just love that he's, like, not trying to remove Kaya from her environment, her habitat. Right. Right. He's like, I will work around you. And honestly, he never has. When he left before, he was like,
1: I can't take Kaya away from this. She'd freak the fuck out. hmm And even when he was teaching her how to read and stuff, it was always, like, so she could read and not so he could take her virginity. He's always trying to make her able to take care of herself, even though he
0: could do it. Oh, my God. It just brought me back to this other section of the book that we're gonna get to. <laughs> <This> <laughs> Is it a good one or a bad one? <laughs> Oh, when Jody comes back with the paintings! Oh,
1: that's such a good scene. I'm I'm so glad Jody's back. I hope that they are good friends. Um, if Kaya isn't convicted of murder,
0: <laughs> no, me too. I swear to God, if this becomes a lifetime movie, I'm going to riot in the streets. <laughs> I'm like fucking riot. This <laughs> is too good to be a lifetime movie.
1: I'm sure they'll do some sort of perversion of it. <laughs> Both of these dudes suck right now, though. I feel like if Tate told her what he wanted, it would give her the option to, like, not lose her virginity to Chase. Yes. (laughs) Um. he doesn't because, you know, he's a coward. He's not a man yet. And like we discussed before, his frontals are not fully formed yet. He's about 23.
0: Correct. So So I don't know about you, but... After Tate had left and she, like, read through all those books, I was wondering, like, is she still keeping up with reading? How is she, like, doing that? Well, we find out. She goes to the library. I am so glad she goes
1: to the library. Like, what balls it must have taken Mm -hmm. to go there.
0: And I feel like a librarian probably didn't judge her. She was like, oh, this chick wants to read? Sure.
1: And it was in a bigger city, a different city. Nobody knew her. And, like, she probably wasn't the only one who wasn't dressed to the nines all day long because nobody does that in real life. We wear sweats.
0: Mhm. <laughs> we do. Here she hands the librarian a list of college textbooks which they don't have at the library so she had to go get them from the college.
1: So she literally has a college education. She does. I love it. I love that she's at the library. I love that she's still reading. But my favorite, favorite part of this is she's talking to somebody new. And the amount of Xanax that takes a regular person in 2022 to do. She just did it because she was like, I'm going to read whether or not I have a man. I like it. I I like like it it.
0: too. And she reads in one of these books about the sneaky fuckers, which is what Chase is.
1: You know, and
0: I even put that in here too because I thought it was funny. And I also learned more about... um the way bugs mate than I ever thought I was going to in my life. Oh,
1: the, the scooping out the semen of the previous
0: lover. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Okay. But I love that there is
1: really a term for men who pretend to want to father children with you just to get you pregnant and leave in the animal kingdom. Sneaky fuckers.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. That's what they're called in the human world too. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. And then what Ma had said to her a while back, unworthy boys make a lot of noise. Like, these are your red flags, Kaya. If you were my friend, I would say, look at these red flags. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually wouldn't
1: tell her. I would talk shit to Chase about it in front of her and just totally ruin the whole relationship for everyone. But anyways, I'm toxic. (laughs) (laughs) Page 184. She's talking about how the urge to get married is probably just biological urge that pushes her into reproducing.
0: I love that.
1: She's so aware.
0: It's because of all the biology books.
1: And then the next paragraph, Chase is telling her to take off her clothes and then get in the water. My goodness.
0: When they were doing the Tate sex scene, Almost sex scene. I like got hot and bothered, right? Yes. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, heavy breathing. Like I'm getting hot and bothered thinking about
1: it right now. It was good (laughs) against the tree, the shorts. Tate's like, oh
0: my gosh, am I doing the right
1: thing? Yes, Tate, be thinking about that. I love it. (laughs)
0: Yes. Well, then with Chase's sex scene in this chapter, I was uncomfortable. Like, I was just, like, I I was moving my body myself. Like, oh, my gosh, if I was Kaya, I would find me, like, ugh.
1: Get away from me. I put the book down multiple times reading these three paragraphs. These are such date rape lines. Like, come on, Kaya. We've waited forever. I've been pretty patient. Be patient forever, if that's what she asks. Like, there's no limit to patience. And then he says, damn it, what are you waiting for? I surely showed that I cared for you. Why not? Why not is never a reason to have sex. If they're asking you why not, it's a no. It's a hard no. Fucking run. <laughs> that's rape vibes right there. Guilt tripping someone into sex is rape.
0: Oh, <laughs> And that's this... what he's doing right here. I don't know what makes him stop, but he stops. She gets up, she gets dressed,
1: and she's like telling him she's insecure that he's going to leave. He says, well, I'm falling in love with you. Immediately starts throwing love around because she's saying no to sex. Every time she says no to sex, he ups the ante. At first, he was just offering one date in exchange for sex, and then it was, well, we'll hang out once a week in exchange for sex, and now it's, well, I love you in exchange for sex. It's transactional to him. I'm sure that's the way it is for every girlfriend he's ever had, every date he's ever had, and damn sure his wife.
0: Yep, because we learn later, the first sex he throws around marriage. Yes, that happens so soon, doesn't it? It does, but on page 186, She calls him stupid in a way that he wouldn't know that he's stupid. Like everything else in the universe, we tumble toward those of higher mass because he's like, oh, they've asked me to coach the high school football team. So at this point, I feel like she knows. She's like, this isn't what I want. He's stupid. Oh, interesting. Interesting.
1: I thought that line meant that she thought she was tumbling towards somebody who was bigger than her, more important than her. Oh. And I, in my opinion... I thought that was another form of narcissistic abuse because Chase thinks he's more important than her and he's making her think that too, but
0: we both could be right. Yeah. I like how we both are interpreting the sentence differently.
1: Right. Right. That's, that's really juicy. It's italicized. So I feel like it's up for interpretation. Me too. But I also wrote here, Chase is too dumb for her. He'd be a lame husband. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know shit about the atmosphere, but I'm going to coach high school football. You want to know what the last thing I want to fucking do on a Friday night is watch a high school football game. I've been to one in my life. I stayed for one quarter. It was awful.
0: It was. They're not even
1: good. They don't even tackle.
0: No, they're terrible, and they all think that they're going to get drafted. Newsflash, you're not. You're not. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. And then at the end of this chapter, I wrote, she does not trust him. So Mm -hmm. how can she give herself to someone if she does not trust them? Well, of course she doesn't trust them. As soon as he's talking about how much he
1: loves her, the next day she runs into his parents, asks him about it, and says, of course, I'll introduce you soon, but didn't look at her when he said it. And then he said, they know about me, right? About us? Of course. And then that was it. And I wrote lies. She knows.
0: She does. So, chapter 27, Out Hog Mountain Road. This one takes place in 1966. So, oh, fucking Chase.
1: God damn it. I know. I wrote here right at the beginning, because they're just talking about how, like, they're having their normal morning routine, and I just wrote, it sounds so normal. They sound so couple And I feel like the normalness that he provided her for a year must have been nice. Yeah, she still hasn't had sex with him, so now he's like, I want to get married.
0: And he's talking about building her a house on the beach with the wraparound veranda. hmm Out in the marsh, so she's not too close to town because, you know, it's awful. And he's telling her, he's feeding her all of these lies of things that he thinks that she wants, which, I mean, she probably does want to know, mm-hmm. or she probably does want, but it would never happen with him. And that immediately leads to him asking her to go on an overnight trip with
1: him to a hotel. Because no, he allegedly no boy has, has to ever work. used an overnight trip in, in order to guilt trip you into having sex with them, no. But I am excited that she's getting out of town, so at least that happens.
0: Yeah, and actually this chapter was really interesting because of how they view life. We kind of get a look into how they each... View it. So I wrote in here. Mm. Crazy how the word "incredible" is objective. Yeah, it's right here. So he talks about seeing the houses and the businesses and buildings and stuff, and talks about how that's incredible. Whereas Kaya sees it and she's like, "Oh my gosh, they took away all of the marsh."
1: Yes, what they'd done to the land.
0: She thought it was awful,
1: and he's like, "You've never seen anything like them, huh?" And. I'm sure she's like, no, thank goodness, this looks like trash. She just says, no, I haven't, because she has more self-awareness than me, but whatever.
0: (laughs) I know. I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, awful.
1: But it is funny that she's admiring the scenery, and Chase is, like, thinking she's taking in what he's taking in, and it just really illustrates how little he knows her. Because if she cared
0: about houses, would she live in a shack?
1: No, she probably would have went into foster care.
0: Yeah. So. She would have probably tried to make her life easier than what it turned out to be. As she was looking at the land as they were driving, she was thinking about her grandfather's land.
1: Yes. You know what? Now that we're talking about this, all of her thoughts are, like, foreshadowing because, like, in a couple of chapters, she's going to inherit some land.
0: Yes. And then this is where, page 193, where I said took her out to rape her. Basically, he, like, they get into the
1: hotel and he sits down and is like, it's time, don't you think? She knows. She says, of course, it has been his plan. She was ready. After the talk of marriage, her mind gave in. Yep. What her body had been longing for for months. And he's it sounds so two- lame. It
0: does. It does. And he's a two-pump dump. That's what they call More it, Or right? disappointment. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote down, as it goes into the second paragraph, it's only slightly improved. <laughs> yeah, and I'm... <laughs> slightly you get two more seconds honestly maybe if it's so
1: lame less seconds would be better
0: I don't know you know what I think about when we lived at that first apartment in Fort Collins and oh yeah those upstairs neighbors And you're like they probably fuck like this
1: Oh, my I gosh.
0: Like,
1: Kayla, I, I I, don't think you understand. I had the room below them, and I could hear their red frame, and it was so fast, and I just would not allow a man to jackhammer me like that, because that's not fun for anyone. But that is definitely Chase. Definitely jackhammering away <laughs> on some creaky old spring mattress, like, disappointing everyone, including the fucking neighbors. That's Chase right there.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what I thought the entire
1: time. Oh, my just- gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not fun. I don't even think it's fun for them. <laughs> She's trying so like, to get it over with. She felt so like this is what he wanted this whole time. She's just laying there, like, can I shower now? <laughs> like, my hair is messed up in the back. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> <sighs> So um, I did comment on that saying it's normal to be disappointed when you're with a selfish loser. Oh, yep, that is true. <laughs> so I hope that Tate learned some tricks with his nasty college girls. I because hope he did too. Kaya deserves something more something. than this. Yes.
0: On the same page 194, I wrote fucking narcissist. Because she starts talking to him about meeting his family mm-hmm. because this was around Christmas. And so he was doing all these events and stuff. And she was like, maybe I could do this with you. Cause you know, they've been talking about marriage and then he fucking turns it around on her. He is a gaslighter,
1: Isn't it so manipulative that he's like, I don't want you to go to Christmas because you don't have the right clothes. But two pages before this, he's like, you should come to town with me. And she's worried that she doesn't have the right clothes. And he says, it's fine. It's fine for her to have the wrong clothes. If, He's going to get something he wants, but it's not fine for her to have the wrong clothes if she's not going to be pleasing him in any way that evening. Okay, noted.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ugh. right before Tate arrived, I wrote in a sticky note: "This would be the perfect time for Tate to come." And then yes. Tate and it gets I said, "Whooped by <laughs> Kaya." I said, "LOL at throwing a rock." I love it.
1: I love it. I said good throw another is what my sticky note says (laughs) and she does get out of my lagoon you low down dirty creep
0: (laughs) so we learned that he never even wrote letters Mm -mm, he didn't chicken shit asshole indeed I love that that's my new uh insult to anyone yeah for
1: sure you're right about me he says everything you said is true I was a chicken shit
0: But he tells her Chase is with a blonde. Yeah, that he's been seeing other girls and just trying to warn her. Right. I don't
1: love that because, like, if you're the messenger, you're just as bad, too, sometimes. Like, it's just, like, all the trauma rolled in there. But at least he's trying to do the right thing because nobody fucking else will. Yeah. Because nobody else knows about her and Chase because nobody else is lurking out in her marsh, creeping on her instead of being a man and saving her from Chase. But none of my business.
0: He brings her an envelope yes, more feathers
1: as a way to
0: win her back, which I'm for.
1: I just love how he asks her questions about her instead of, like, just pushing his will on her. I love it. I do, too. Is
0: this the one where he takes some of her samples? Is that the... Yes, he takes some samples
1: on this one, and the feather that he brought her is actually one she'd never found. She was going to throw it away, but she's like, I'd never found this one. Why wouldn't I keep it? So he better just keep up in his gifts because we're fucking mad at him,
0: so. And this is the one where Tate overheard Chase
1: Mm
0: -hmm. tell his friends, she's as wild as a she-fox in a snare, just what you'd expect from a Marshmink's, worth every bit of gas money.
1: Yep, exactly. Tate should have punched him in the face. Yeah. Thankfully, Tate doesn't say that to her, but he knows that that's happening, and that probably breaks his heart because that's his woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure she's not even wild. You don't have time to be wild in 15 seconds. You have time to lay down and wait for it to be over. Exactly. Chase doesn't even know how to define wild because he's never gotten a woman to want to be wild for him, I'm sure.
0: No, as long as he gets his, he's fine. I'm sure Missionary is wild for him. I'm sure if she puts one leg up, that's wild. So she ends up letting Tate back inside right at the end of this chapter, and he takes Mm -hmm. some
1: samples. And I she really doesn't like think this. it's going to come up to anything, but I know, but woo, we know it does. And God, Tate has been so paramount in her doing everything in her life. And I just like, it's so much more important to help somebody be able to care for them themselves than to just like give them one soda pop and not teach them how to buy their own soda pop. You know? Yes. I'm so sorry for leaving you. Can you please forgive me? And she says, no, I don't know how, but she did keep thinking about him telling her about the blonde. This is Christmas time and chasing it come after Christmas He didn't come over until New Year's.
0: And he thought it was okay. Yeah. Just
1: like, that's it. They're going to hook up and he can't stay the night.
0: And I also noticed that Kaya, at the end of this chapter on page 202, Kaya says when Chase played these melancholy tunes... It was when he had the most soul. So it's like he kind of revealed his true self to Kaya, but it seemed like he can't do that to anybody else.
1: I actually wrote he is soulless.
0: Oh, yeah, there you He's go. He's just putting on his skin suit. I wrote at the end of this chapter, do you
1: think Chase has a girlfriend in the village? And that's who he spent Christmas with. And um, I feel like we get the answer to that as soon as the engagement is announced in, like, two chapters.
0: Not even. We, we, Kaya sees them together. Ugh, the arms raped.
1: But before that happens, we've got chapter 28, The Shrimper, in 1969. Fuck this guy. The best part of this chapter is that they go into a bar that's no women ar- allowed. Ugh. No women allowed? Wouldn't that be lame? Would you want to be around a bunch of drunk dudes? Not me. No. Not me. No. A bunch of drunk, bigoted dudes? No. But The shrimper basically tells them that he saw Kaya motoring out of the bay. But I think what's important is that it's the middle of the night, and what he sees is a woman driving a boat out of the bay where Chase was killed. Around the time that he was killed, too. Mm -hmm. So this, they think, will get them a warrant, and that's how we end that chapter.
0: Yeah, nothing there, really. And then chapter 29, I didn't really have a lot of notes about this one, but I did put Chase is living a double life. So they've been together for about two years now. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes to buy Chase a birthday
1: dinner. Literally, she's going to spend all of her money on dinner for him.
0: And she pulls up and she sees his arm around always wears pearls, aka
1: Pearl. And he says, This is just my friend. He says, You're not interrupting. I'll be out on Sunday. Like I said, I'll just tell my fiance, Pearl. That I'm going fishing with the boys. And then she goes and picks up her newspaper, doesn't she? And what does she see? She sees an engagement announcement for Chase and Pearl.
0: It's kind of interesting that I feel like always wears pearls. Wasn't the main girl of it? I thought it would always have been tall, skinny blonde. So did I. So did I. But also, pearls and pearl, like, the 1960s were weird.
1: Yeah. Ugh. My name's Brandy, so I'm only gonna drink Brandy. <laughs> Wouldn't you be so annoyed if I walked up to you and introduced myself to you and that was my personality? You'd be like, great. What's your Instagram? Let me block you right now.
0: Yes. (laughs) And so this one, she sees that Chase is pulling his boat on shore and she hides and she leaves the newspaper article out. He goes in, sees it, and he just disappears. He knows she
1: knows and he knows that his – Marshminks won't be putting out for him anymore. So he'll just never come back because she had nothing he wanted anyway. She doesn't even like women. He doesn't. But she immediately goes back to the birds. The birds are her family and they're better than Chase, let's be honest.
0: Yes, but she man, also
1: tries to kill herself in Man, I, yeah, I, the rips chapter 30, we're still in 1967 and it's immediately after finding out about Chase and she is doing some self-destructive shit. And all I can think about is... At least she didn't pick up a bottle because that's what her pa taught her how to do when she was disappointed.
0: That is true.
1: She's just going out to the ocean,
0: (laughs) trying to drown herself
1: and cussing up a storm.
0: And then she scares the shit out of herself and she's like, okay, I'm back to life. She knew it wasn't chase, she mourned, but a life defined by rejections. As Mm -hmm. the sky and clouds struggled overhead, she said out loud, I have to do life alone, but I knew this. I've known a long time that people don't stay. And it's just sad because it's just been cemented into her life since she was a little girl. I wrote here that she
1: is 21 and as bitter as me already. And (laughs) all of this over someone who wasn't even a good lay.
0: But she also doesn't know. She doesn't know what's out there for her.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. But she's going to get out there, isn't she? Yes. I love that. She has poetry, though. Thank you so much, Tate, for teaching her how to read because, like, the marsh and poetry are her friends. And that's what gets her through stuff.
0: And I feel like the ocean is always protecting her because the tide, the current just pushed her away from that. Yep. And she was able to see a sandbar that no one else was going to see after because of rain and stuff. And so she felt special.
1: I noted that too. This was just hers.
0: I mean, if you don't
1: have people distracting you, you take time to notice the little things, don't you? Yes.
0: Loneliness is
1: her only weakness, is what I wrote here, after her poem about the moon.
0: If anyone understood loneliness, the moon would. And I could feel the emptiness.
1: I literally wrote that. I can literally imagine the hollow feeling in your stomach when you find out about someone else, is what I wrote in Seaweed.
0: Like, oh
1: my gosh. Like, I'm speechless. That sucks so much. And I'm glad that they gave us a couple of months before the next chapter some some good stuff is happening now.
0: Oh, I'm glad we didn't
1: do any more chapters of her being self-destructive and being sad because that is heartbreaking.
0: Me too. Okay, do you want to start off with this one? I think this might be one of my favorite chapters. This is
1: the best chapter. I have so many sticky notes that are just like, Kaya, exclamation point, exclamation point, all kinds of stuff. So chapter 31 is called A Book. We're in 1968. And... She finds the first copy of her book in the mailbox. The Seashells of the Eastern Seaboard by Catherine Danielle Clark. That's Kaya. She didn't have anybody to show it to but she went and looked at every single
0: page. And then she finds out that she's going to get $5,000 for this and royalties. I was like, man, $5,000 is not a lot today. I looked it up and that's 38 grand. Yeah, that's a lot of money back back there. Yeah. Yeah. And this brings a lot more than just money back to her life so she right. was able to I, give a
1: copy to jump in she mm-hmm. was so excited for this before I even got to her giving any copies I loved how she was reading her book and thinking that it was a family album because the marsh is her family and yes. then my next note was she's making money now so her family will be back soon <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, this chapter, like, ah, uh, you get so much from Kaya. She's got pride and she feels secure like financially and in her home and she's independent and she feels like she belongs to a community. Like she fixes up her house, she uses that five thousand dollars, thirty-eight thousand dollars in today money to get a new stove and a new bathroom with a fancy bathtub and a big bed. And she's not going to have to eat
0: grits every day.
1: Oh my gosh. She can get real food. It's so exciting. So my question to you at this point is how do you think she dresses now? Do you think that she still just wears her white shirt and cut off jeans? Because she's got money now. She can buy
0: shoes. You know, I think she might still wear a white t-shirt and cut off jeans because I don't think that she thinks she needs shoes. Right. She definitely doesn't. I hope she's still
1: going braless because fuck that noise.
0: I know, I bet her boobs are so perky. Yeah. I'm sure it was also really nice being able to sit in a real bed. Sleep in a real bed. Sit in a real bathtub. Even though she still sleeps on the porch.
1: Yeah. So, page 218. (laughs) Jump in, tells Kaya that some bitches are trying to come up on her land and build some hotels. And she's like, "Uh uh-uh, ain't gonna happen. She goes and takes her Bible up to, like, the courthouse. Finds out how much money it'll be to pay the back taxes on it and put it in her name and she spends eight hundred dollars and gets the deed to her whole marsh like she is better than most millennials my age like she's she's made it and she's only got one book published and we know she's gonna publish more they like want a series with her she is the
0: kim kardashian of her little town hmm They don't even and, know it. They don't. And that's the funniest part is they don't know it. But I wrote in my notes, I said, she's a published author at 22. She has 310 acres.
1: Yes. To her name, she paid for it fair and square. I love it. The next day, Tate leaves a note in her mailbox because she had invited him with her signed copy of the book to come over and he said
0: he would. And he had only ever left messages on her stump. Yeah. So it felt so weird and official. And then that's when she goes to hand him the book. He asks her to sign it. And she says to the feather boy, thank you from the Marsh girl. I wrote that that will be in their vows. Gosh, I hope neither of them killed Chase so they can get married.
1: Uh, I hope it gets proved that it was self-defense and it was a righteous kill.
0: Yeah, me too. Oh, my gosh. And then this one, I was like, oh, my God, this is like my heart. And this is like the notebook. It was you, Tate, she said, then thought it was always you. Yes, it, <laughs> it was. is. Yeah one side of her heart longing the other shielding the same paragraph is where i got that
1: she feels like like she belongs to a group because she thinks i could be his colleague mhm like ugh, all these feelings that we've been wanting her to have she finally has them for less than a year because chase ruins everything oh fucking chase and uh I this chapter is so good. Chapter 31. I'm getting goosebumps just reading the last paragraph again. She gives Jump in his book and he displays it like a father would have.
0: Ugh. <laughs> Papa Jump in.
1: I love him so much.
0: They couldn't hug because at that time, because um, everyone was talking in, a time in, racist yes, in this time. Yes, he stared at her in another time and place. An old black man and a young white woman might have hugged. Oh my gosh. And so he showed it proudly like a father would have. I love that. I love and that. And it also made me feel good because she is like, I never have to get a handout from jumping again. Yes.
1: Yes. She can now come and pay for her supplies because she wants to give him her business.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: <laughs> that was probably one of my
0: favorite chapters on
1: this entire book. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I, I have goosebumps just talking about it. That was such a good chapter. Chapter 32. Is the alibi? It's in nineteen sixty nine, and it's the only chapter that I kind of like in nineteen sixty nine so far. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, somebody comes in and tells them that the woman at the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, and she she saw her get off the bus, and I'm just like, why is this woman helping her? None of the village people have ever helped her, and I love that. I love that, and
0: she doesn't even know who Kaya is. No, really. she she's the Marsh girl still, basically. I did write my first sticky note as fucking popo.
1: I feel like the cops are a problem now.
0: I think they want it to be Kaya. And yeah, so it would now be They're easy. trying to find anything because in this one, they're also like, oh, she could have got off the bus. She could have came, came back and got off the bus.
1: These cops, they're like, Tate taught her to read. Why? They can't even imagine somebody being nice to her. And then they're literally like, she could have rode the bus there just to say that she got on the bus, hopped on another bus back, and then killed someone, hopped on another bus back, and then rode the bus back here just to say she was here. That is such a stretch. And I feel like any criminal justice class you ever take is going to tell you that, like, crime-solving 101, the simplest solution, is often the most reasonable one. Mm -hmm. This is not simple, y'all.
0: You know what's simple?
1: She went to a different town and she wasn't here. Move on.
0: Yep. And I loved this because Jumpin' and Tate also said that she was out of town
1: yes they heard
0: that and they're like uh-uh not our girl they're like there's and then the cops are like there's no way there's yes. no way
1: this whole time i've been saying these cops seem like they're actually paying attention but now it just seems like listen i love true crime and the reason i stopped listening to it is because cops often investigate a person instead of the crime and that's what's happening here Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Oh, and they're then, gonna go get a warrant because they think that this lady giving Kaya an
0: alibi proves that she was in town
1: more somehow.
0: And they didn't believe that Kaya could have been out of town meeting with a publishing company because who would want to meet a Marsh girl?
1: Right. Somebody who cares about the marsh, you idiot. People that aren't judging her because of where she is. They could not even imagine that.
0: Now it's come out that there are three witnesses saying that Kayo was gone. So these cops, you would think, are kind of back at square one.
1: Yeah, three witnesses saying Kaya wasn't there. One witness saying they saw a woman in the dark in the ocean, in the big-ass ocean.
0: just saying (laughs) where there's when she was not even in town (laughs) yes man and then on 227 that's when they start talking about could she have gotten on the bus to go back and come back and i said she's smart but i don't think she's planning a murder smart right and she's got shit going on she doesn't have time for murder man no she's she's rich she's a rich bitch she's not worried about some
1: rapist i feel like once they get into her house they're like we don't know anything do we? So chapter 33 is The Scar. We're back in 1968. Okay, this okay. is when Jody comes back. Oh
0: man, another one of my favorite chapters. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so good. Ah,
0: oh, She's so scared because
1: a truck just pulls up and then somebody gets out and they have a scar and immediately she flashes back to a terrifying last holiday with the family. This is what probably triggered ma to leave and we know that now because easter is like four months away from when she actually left right so
2: mm-hmm.
1: we find out more details about that last easter and pause calling her clothes whoring clothes and i just like manipulate much? What does that even mean? What is whoring clothes? I thought whores wore no clothes. It's hard to get
0: paid for sex if you have clothes on, Pa. Exactly. We've gotten a couple glimpses so far in the book of how Pa treated Ma, but like, this one, like where do you get the money for the fancy clothes? Not you, you broke-ass bitch.
1: (laughs) This scene is so crazy. He hits his child and his wife with a fire poker to the point where they're both bleeding.
0: Yep. And I wrote in here, that paw is really insecure.
1: And this is the sundress. That's why it has blood stains on it.
0: And I feel like that might be why it means so much to Kaya, because it was the last, like, thing that she had of her mom.
1: Mm-hmm. And she hadn't really remembered it until this man in his red truck pulled up with a scar across his face that was
0: just like the scar that Jody got when his dad hit him in the face with a fire poker. Oh, my gosh. And so then after we get through that tough tough section we go into her inviting jodian and he sees how she has revamped the house and he says that he saw her book and he wasn't sure if that was for sure her and now he can see that it was and it's amazing and he felt really bad about leaving her but he had to because he was living homeless yeah Yeah, he's in the military
1: right and i mean we can't really be mad at him he was 13
0: yeah There's no way he could have taken care of himself and an eight-year-old. He's a soldier now. They, like, start
1: talking about all kinds of stuff. She finds out that her mom died. Two years ago. And we are confirmed about what she got in response to her letter to Paul those years ago. That she was coming to get her kids. Yep, and he said, I will basically murder these children if you set foot on my land, you crazy bitch. And then he left. Yes. And so... Who knows where he went? Hopefully, he drowned somewhere and he's gone forever. But that caused Kaya's mom to live in a state of not living for the rest of her life until she finally just died
0: of leukemia. And she could have got help, but she didn't want to because she didn't have her kids. So, yeah, understandable now as to what happened. She talks about forgiving Jodi for leaving. I think
1: that's so grown up of her.
0: Yeah, she said, not once did I blame you. We were the victims, not the guilty. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crazy that she'll forgive Jody, but she doesn't forgive Tate. Well, Yet. Tate's
1: paw didn't crack him on the head with a fire iron, so. True, true. I just love this chapter. She's so mature, and I just don't know how she has this much self-confidence even though every single man that she's basically ever met has been trash and cowardly
0: Mm -hmm. we were right she did end up going back to new orleans yes she did i mean it's sad because like they probably could have had a nice life in new orleans
1: if they would have went but at
0: least he got the paintings He did get the paintings, and Kaya, after learning that her mom had died, remembered the poem that her Mm -hmm. mother had underlined in a book, and it said, I have to say, I'm relieved it is over. At the end, I could feel only pity for that urge toward more life. Goodbye. That was like a suicide note, kind of, now that
1: I read it. Because, honestly, is it not treating your treatable leukemia kind of like suicide? Yes. It's the closest you can get legally. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the pictures. Like, I love the paintings. I love that Ma is painting all of them. I love that Jody like, tells her all of the people's names because she doesn't remember them. Now she has faces. hmm But the best part of the paintings is Tate showing her stuff in the sand.
0: I like she was just love that. So
1: They've
0: I- been, like, destined this whole time. I love it. They have. So I wrote Jody is the glue to the family because if it weren't for Jody, he wouldn't have found those paintings. He wouldn't have figured out about Ma. He mm-hmm. reminded Kaya of the siblings, reminding Kaya of Tate, and Tate saw Pa like beat them. Yeah, yep. and Tate had always cared for Kaya.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's pa what I said. Like, Tate has always really adored her. Paul Pa was like, don't come back on my land. Yeah. So he
1: shook Kaya when she was, like, a toddler and dropped mm-hmm. her. And Tate went and picked her up. And Pa smacked him for, like, doing the right thing, I guess. And then told him to leave. And Tate was like, no, I'm going to give the baby to her mom. And then I'm going to leave. And he's, like, just always been the kid that does the right thing except for that one time.
0: Except for that one time. And you can't just, like, cancel somebody because of something they did once. Okay? Yeah. When their frontals weren't fully formed. When their frontals weren't fully formed. Page 238, I said, she knows more than a shrink could ever tell her. So remember when I was like, oh, she's going to need psychology. Why is she going to need psychology when she knows more than what ever could ever be taught her? I kind of suspect... Taught-
1: That she went through the biology books, and then she did chemistry, and then all the science, and then all the psychology, and I feel like she read all the books at the university.
0: I believe it. I believe it. Jody kind of talks to her about Tate, and they're just, like, catching back up because jody has been gone for so long, and she just tells him about what Tate did, and he's like, well, you have to forgive him. You have to forgive him. Yes, he's pushing her to go talk to
1: him. And then like even later in the chapter, she's looking at the picture of her and Tate and wondering if it's a message from Ma and feeling even more like she should go talk
0: to Tate. I love that. I do too. And I love this because he starts talking more about the siblings. He talks about Missy who started feeding the goals, which is the reason why there's so many goals on the beach. And she's like, Oh, I thought it was because of me. And she's like, he's like, yeah, she called that one big red. And she goes, I call him big red. And Mm -hmm. obviously it's not the same bird, but the descendant of the bird yes it's
1: she's getting that sense of family now you know and she got the sense of all the other things she needed and now she feels like she has a family so she's almost ready for a husband expense don't you think i i think so i think so jody ends this chapter saying kaya go find tate he's a good man and i noted here so it's jody's fault that tate kills chase in the end (laughs) so (laughs) because he's the one making kaya go back
0: (laughs) yes i wrote crying because this chapter was so so sweet in the way of like jody is back trying to help kaya find her way trying to get her to go to tate and then i also think that the picture of tate was a message from ma Mm -hmm. in a way of saying like he is the one for you but like in a weird manifestation way right i agree
1: I agree. And maybe it was just at that moment, Ma was just like, look at how this boy takes care of you. But now that all this stuff has happened, it's like, man, no one's ever treated you like this except him. I feel like everything's starting to come together. And then Chase goes and gets himself murdered. So that brings us
0: to chapter 34 Search search the the shack. shack.
1: My note here is fuck the sheriffs, Uh, fuck the police. We're back in 1969, obviously, and she's not there. She's been dodging them for weeks. They've been trying to talk to her, but now they have a warrant because of their fucked up way they twisted her alibi into a non-alibi, which is obscene, but they're just going to go into her house and look around.
0: They go in and they look around and they find her what they call a shrine. I said, LOL, Joe, you're so stupid. Uh, like all of her artifacts of the marsh and Ed is actually going through and reading this stuff and he's like did you know that female birds only got one ovary yeah (laughs) and he's like get to work (laughs) oh my gosh they only found
1: like a red hat right they did find a red hat and right there and then they're like the fibers look the same and just so we're fucking clear even if you're looking at fibers through a microscope it's not real science. Like, it's been proven that that's not real science. So this red hat being there and red fibers being at the crime scene is literally circumstantial.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I did like this at the end of the chapter. They said she probably had no idea fibers would fall off the hat onto his jacket or that the lab could identify them. She just wouldn't know something like that. And then one of the, I think it was Ed or Joe, I don't know, said, well, she might not have known that, but I bet she knows a bunch. They know that she's not stupid, or at least one of them knows she's not stupid.
1: Right. I noted here that she would know about the fibers. She probably read the same crime books that they have read. Actually, they probably haven't read them because you don't have to get a criminal justice degree to work for the sheriff's department. You don't. So we're still in 1969 on chapter 35, The Compass. This is where I noted Tate has a red hat. Yes, this is the second chapter they mentioned Tate having a red hat for sure.
0: But I really like this chapter because we're like getting kind of throwback to the stump thing. Yes, yes. And her second book, is this her second book?
1: Yes, they're talking about her second book. And I think this is the one where they mention that she's going to have a deal, a series. Yes. Yeah, so Tate leaves her uh, compass on the stump. And I wrote that Tate is going to try to woo her again. And she gets the compass. She likes it. She uh, tells herself a poem about it. That's pretty, uh, she feels really mixed about it. She's talking about how covering tracks, covering lights, deceiving, sunsets are in disguise. You know, it's an mm-hmm. interesting chapter. It seems like she's going through a lot of uh, turmoil. So that's yes. a short chapter. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, I didn't really take a lot of notes. So yeah, okay. it's just one page. Chapter 36. I said, Joe has a sense of reality, question mark. So they said that the hat, the fibers were a perfect match to what was on Chase's jacket as he laid dead. So knowing that Tate has two red hats, do you think that red hat that was in her house is his I do. I think he
1: let her borrow it or just left it there for some reason or gifted it to her, more likely.
0: Yes. And this is the one where they're going to get an arrest warrant, but they're like, mm-hmm. how do we catch her? I don't know. And then they're like, we need to set a trap, like how do they catch foxes. Well, she's not a dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. And then this is where the shrimper Rodney Mm -hmm. A retired mechanic told them, allegedly, what the motive was. Yeah, allegedly, she doesn't tell us in this chapter what he
1: says the motive is, but we will definitely be talking about that very soon, because it's trash. These cops interpret everything wrong, Mm -hmm. which is terrible because their job is interpreting evidence, and, like, they should... Be good at it.
0: I feel like they're already messing up with the Constitution because, isn't it, you are innocent until proven
1: guilty? Exactly. They're not even looking for Chase's murderer. They're looking for a reason to put Kyle away for Chase's murder. That's, mm-hmm. Those are two different things.
0: One less Marsh person. Yep. So
1: chapter 37 is called Grey Sharks. My first note in this chapter is she is really on the run now, and she's going to have to put her skills running from the truant officers to the test now.
0: Yeah, and oh my gosh, this is the one where, like, Jumpin' is, like, awkward, and she knows something's wrong, and then Mm -hmm. she was like, shit.
1: Yes, they trap her
0: by going to Jumpins
1: before she gets there. Yep. And And he can't be like, the cops are here because they'll probably beat his ass.
0: Yep. He was probably like, I don't want to cooperate with the police because they're going to beat me or they're just going to beat me regardless. So. And she fucking ran
1: for it, didn't she? She ran out to the ocean. She was trying to beat them. There was mm-hmm. a storm coming in and she was like, oh, I'll lose them in the storm. I'd rather drown. But yeah. they got her.
0: And she's arrested. So then we go to chapter 38, Sunday Justice. And, and now it's 1970. So she's been in jail. For a while. Yeah. Two
1: months. Sunday Justice is the name of the cat in this chapter, which makes me laugh. So anyways, I it just makes wanted to say something so about <laughs> that. But
0: I'm just like sighing because I'm so frustrated. But she has a 71-year-old lawyer, and I wrote, she's going to lose. But then I kept reading, and he came out of retirement to help her. So then I was yeah, like, nice.
1: I am very hopeful about Tom Milton-, Milton
0: here. And I feel like those old Southern
1: lawyers, he's going to go in there and be like, I raised you, judge. You just <laughs> give this lady an innocent verdict and I won't call your mom <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah and I feel um I feel bad for her because she still doesn't trust a lot of people so she's having her time like speaking to this guy when she knows she's innocent we know she's innocent
1: the whole first paragraph of chapter 38 is just setting the scene with the bright lights overhead and the smell of smoke and like people coming and going and it must be terrifying to be stuck in this box Mm -hmm. When you've lived in the marsh and it's been quiet and peaceful your whole life. Mm -hmm. And then now you have to convince Tom Milton that you're innocent. How do you convince
0: someone that you're innocent? It's very hard. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I think he is going to be good, though. I think so, too. And to woo her, to get her to trust him, he brought her a book. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The rarest shells of the world. He wants to
1: help. And that is so important because if she got a public defender, they would probably just be like, plead guilty and try not to get the death penalty. That's your best bet.
0: I wrote in my notes, I bet they're all ready for Marsh Girl to go to jail. They already think she's guilty. Oh, I bet they got plans for her land. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Everyone was just filling (laughs) this building.
1: (laughs) It sounds terrifying, right? Yeah. I love how she's talking about... I don't even know who she's talking about, but somebody's dressed in a Seal Sears suit. And I was like, Sears, high class. And I feel like that probably really was high class back then. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so scary. The, the bailiff has got a gun. There's a court recorder. Somebody's typing up every single thing that she says. Her motion to have it moved to a different county was denied, which is crazy because this county has been subjecting her to torture for a year. The peers that are going to be on the jury judging against her Became men by terrorizing her in the middle of the night. Like she needs mm-hmm. a different location, but whatever. The judge wouldn't understand that, would he?
0: Well, and then I also put, can this jury really be objective? Because someone talked about being a teacher, and then they also talk about Sally Kid, who is a truant officer, being on Kaya's side. Mm-hmm. See, in my opinion, if you're sitting on the jury and you're asking yourself, "Can
1: I be fair?" Then it's a no. If you're asking, then it's a no. It's either a fuck yes or it's a no, right? If you yeah. have to ask, then no. And the judge doesn't want to have to call in another juror because if they call in all of their backup jurors, then the whole trial is, like, bunk, and they have to start it all over. So, of course, the judge doesn't want to do anything else. It wastes tax dollars, and we all know that this Marsh trash killed him. They think.
0: So there are now seven women and five men in the jury box. I
1: had written down here to ask you if you think she's going to get a fair trial, but it sounds like we both agree that that's a hard no. Yeah.
0: My other question
1: is, who do you think would play Tom Milton? Oh, my gosh. Man, that's a good question. All I can picture is the guy from NCIS who's, like, been the same age
0: for 47 years. I am. I'm Googling (gasps) who I think it is. I feel like, in a way, Sean Penn. Okay, okay. Or maybe uh, Robert De... No, not Robert De Niro. Not him.
1: Who is the mustached man on The Ranch?
0: Mustache. I'll figure it out. I mean, it could be Robert De Niro. He's kind of scary looking in a way. Yeah. Oh, Sam Elliott. Yes. Yes. The my mustache. Yes. yes.
1: Right. Oh, my God. He would be perfect. I feel like he'd come and be like, it's going to be okay. Here's your book. This is what we're going to do. I feel like he would tell you everything that was going on. I love it. I do, too. Sam Elliott. It's our Tom yes. Millen. Yes. Chapter 39, Chase by Chance. We get Kaya's version of what that dude told the cops. Mm-hmm. And then in the next chapter, we're going to get the cops' stupid twisted version. So in 1969, in August, Kaya goes out to a peninsula, and Chase shows up because he was
0: lurking nearby. She was in the peninsula looking at, like, trees and shrubs for her next book.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Chase comes up and says, well, look
1: who's here, my Marsh girl. No, she's Tate's Marsh girl, bitch, and nobody else can
0: say that phrase. Kaya said he smelled like alcohol. She said she, breakfast bourbon. And she didn't even hear a boat. So I'm like, is he stalking her? Or was he just out there drinking because his life is miserable?
1: Well, I feel like he admits that he was on the other side and crept up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he does. He, he said, said, I yeah, was fishing. Yeah. Fishing. I saw you pass, so I went over there. And then uh, immediately he throws her to the ground and starts trying to have sex with her. I know you want me. Didn't I say in the first or second episode that this shit was going to happen?
0: You did, Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm wondering if her fighting back, because he's like, there's my lynx wilder than ever. Like, mm-hmm. what What a douchebag. So I wrote on there, could this be how wool got on him? I couldn't remember if she was Ooh. wearing a hat. Just by fighting him off of her. Maybe. Ugh. In my uh, notes, I said that he was going to rape her at first and he didn't so I crossed it out but then I was like oh my god he really is like a rapist he's trying to rape her and he thinks by her fighting back that's her way of saying yes come get me men that is not the way that is not the way and like this is insane he pushes her down
1: she hits the back of her head on something he punches her then he's pinning her down and ripping her clothes off as she's like screaming does that sound like foreplay does that sound like consent he says I'm not letting you go this time like it or not you're mine How fucking rapey. And then she kicks him off her, kicks him in the nuts, kicks him in the back, whoops his ass it sounds like, grabs her shit and leaves.
0: And says, if you come near me again, I'll fucking kill you.
1: Yeah. And we know that the witness, in quotes, witnesses are fucking
0: not reliable. Anyway, he
1: heard her say that threat and he is an idiot. I feel so bad for her because as she's leaving, she's like shaking and holding on to herself. And it's obscene to me that this, her almost getting raped is going to be used as her motive for murder. And then the other thing I said is this confirms my theory about Tate, because after he hears this story, he's going to push him off a fucking tower.
0: I would too. Now this brings us to, because as she's trying to get her body tight with one arm, she drives by and sees two fishing rigs nearby with two men staring at her. Then we go into chapter 40, Cypress Cove, where they start to hear testimony. We're
1: back in 1970 in the courtroom, and the first... Witness is Rodney Horn, which is one of the fishermen who went and talked to the cops.
0: And he gives testimony. And the lawyer was like, what kind of commotion? And the guy goes, well, there were voices. There was voices kind of muffled at first, then louder, a man and a woman. But we couldn't see them, just heard them like they was fussing. Like, oh, my gosh. And he basically says that he goes over there because it sounded like the woman might
1: be in trouble. But if the woman helps herself, she's no longer in trouble. If she's capable of helping herself, that means she's never in trouble. Because it's – like, you knew that she was in trouble, but then when you saw that she'd gotten herself out of it, you're like – she deserved that attempt in rape then. If she didn't need help getting out of it, then she deserved it. Excuse me. I, I don't understand.
0: I do love this. She kicked him right in the balls and he slumped over on his side, moaning and groaning. Then she kicked him again and again in his back, mad as a mole chewing bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have been mad too. <laughs> I wrote, this guy's going to hell. They obviously rest
1: and let the defense get the questions. And Tom comes up and says... You testified at first that you heard those muffled loud voices but couldn't see what was going on. Is that correct? And he says, that's right. The attorney says, you said the woman was hollering as if she was in trouble. Yeah. You didn't see any kissing or sexual behavior between two consenting adults, and you heard a woman shouting like she was being attacked as if she was in trouble. Isn't that correct? Yeah. So isn't it possible that when Miss Clark kicked Mr. Andrews, she was defending herself? A woman alone in the woods against a very strong athletic man? A former quarterback who attacked her? Yeah, I reckon that's possible. And then immediately the other attorney comes in and says, that could have been consensual though, right? Rape usually sounds like consenting sex, right? That's the America we live in.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. And then he's like, it's accurate to say that Miss Clark was extremely mad at the deceased Chase Andrews, mad enough to scream that if he bothered her again, she would kill him. But it wasn't really bothering. She just doesn't want him to try to
1: have sex with her without her consent, which I think is a justifiable reason to fucking murder someone. Because he's tried to do it several times before. So many times. That brings us to the end of our reading, though. I have some questions. Yeah, shoot. Ask. My first question, the one that's really burning me up since we've just recovered all these chapters into my memory, is do you think Jody's going to stick around for the sake of bringing their family back together? Do you think he'll try to get some money? Because he came back because of the book.
0: I don't think he's going to try and get some money. I think he really wants to be a family because I think he feels so bad for leaving Kaya to fend for herself that he wants to make up for it. And I don't think he's there for the money. I hope that's true.
1: I don't trust a single person in this book.
0: Uh, I don't either. And I really want to know what that lawyer's motive is.
1: I hope it's just that he's a nice guy. And he doesn't want to see this town convict another innocent person, which I'm sure they've done a bunch of times. My next question is, will Kaya be found innocent? Do you think? Do you think Tom can get her off?
0: I don't think so. I don't think she'll get the death penalty, but I don't know. I don't think she'll be acquitted. Because there's no way that these jurors can be objective.
1: They're all Chase's friends, in my opinion. They're all Chase's friend,
0: and they see her as the Marsh girl and nothing else.
1: And she's uncivilized.
0: Of course she would push the
1: Tom turkey off the friggin' tower. My
0: last question is, do you have any new theories? I really don't think that Kaya did it because I really think that she would do what she could to stay away from Chase.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm thinking it's going to be someone that wants to protect her. I don't think it's Jody or Tate because at this point we haven't heard from either of them. Mm-hmm. So right. I think now that we know that he's a drunk... I think maybe he really did just fall off and then someone came across him with a necklace and thought the necklace was cool and took it. I think they could have cut it off of him.
1: Interesting. What if they were up there having a conversation and he fell off and Kaya was so scared that this would happen that she covered it up?
0: Oh, that could be it. So you think that she did leave Greenville in the middle of the night and came back?
1: No, I don't think Kaya killed him. I am still certain that it was Tate. I could see it. A lover's Tate killed quarrel. For sure. His red cap, for sure. Maybe it was kind of an accident. Maybe they were just up there, like, hashing it out like men, like, don't disrespect my new bride like that, Chase, you little bitch. And then Chase, like, stumbled backwards because he eats bourbon for all of his meals.
0: Yeah. What if it was his wife and she was pissed off because he wouldn't remove that shell necklace and she knows where it's from and he wouldn't remove it so she was pissed off about it? That was something else that I thought about. What if it
1: is his wife? Because his wife might go to his mom and be like, "This bad shit happened, and I need you to make sure that me, the mother of your grandchildren, doesn't get in trouble." I don't know if they have any kids, but it's a viable thought. Because I feel like his mom is framing Kaya. I I could see it. I could see it. There was a woman out there. Could have been his wife. It could have been his mom. Too bad those idiotic men didn't notice the color of hair. How do you notice exactly what somebody looks like but not notice if they have a different hair color? Because if it ends up being a blonde, I'm going to be real mad
0: at Rodney. I am, too. Also, how do they know it was a woman if it was 1.40 in the morning? Right. I've been out at 1.40 in the morning, and it's dark. I've been out in the
1: ocean at 1.40 in the morning, and it's real dark. Mm-hmm. Real dark. There's no lights. There's no freaking street lights in the ocean. How do they know that they didn't see Chase's boat motoring?
0: Right. What if he was wearing a cap? You don't know.
1: Yep. Okay, so we're finishing the book in the next two weeks.
0: Yes, we are. I'm so excited. I've been dying to finish it. Oh, my gosh. I I just can't wait to find out if
1: Tate and her live happily ever after. She needs to be found innocent because I am owed a happy ending.
0: I am, too. And you know what? I watched a movie over the weekend called I Want You Back, and, like, it kind of just, like, left it off as, like, you can think, you can come up with your imagine of what happened, and I hope this book doesn't do it. I hope it rounds it out perfectly, like – tate and kaya have beautiful babies and live happily ever after together on their amazing doctor and
1: author salary and nobody ever bothers them out in the marsh they actually build a wall to keep out all of the riffraff from the village
0: and then the cops get arrested for
1: negligence yeah like that would ever happen in the 70s though (laughs) (laughs) barely happens now okay okay so let's meet again in two weeks and talk about The rest of the book, and the next book we're going to cover on our podcast.
0: Yes, that works for me.